something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. Today is September 9th, 2019. The day was September 9th, 1924. Strikes organized by Filipino sugar workers in Kauai, Hawaii, turned deadly. The Hanapepe Massacre, as it became known, resulted in the death of 16 Filipinos and four police officers and the injury of many other people. Sugar plantations were a big business in Hawaii in the 1800s and early 1900s. The industry and Hawaii's economy and politics were controlled by corporations known as the Big Five. Castle and Cook, Theo H. Davies, Alexander and Baldwin, C. Brewer, and Amfac. Immigrants and Hawaiian laborers remained at the bottom of the class hierarchy, though they produced most of the island's wealth. The Hawaii Sugar Planters Association, or HSPA, subjected workers to discrimination and segregation. They put Chinese, Japanese, Portuguese, Spanish, and Filipino workers in different camps. And a person's race often determined what assignments and wages they received. By the 1920s, workers began to strike against the discrimination and poor conditions on plantations. Japanese, Chinese, and Korean laborers left plantations to find better work in bigger cities. 
The HSPA made up for the losses by encouraging more Filipino people to move to Hawaii to work on the plantations. More than 100,000 Filipinos migrated to Hawaii between 1910 and 1932. That caused a drastic shift in the ethnic makeup of the plantation workers spread throughout the Hawaiian islands. Most of the Filipinos were from the Ilocos provinces and the Visayan Islands. The HSPA intentionally chose people who were uneducated and could not read or write, as it figured they would be more compliant than people who had received even just some schooling. But the Filipino workers had grueling jobs, the pay was poor, and discrimination was rampant on the plantations. Their workdays were 10 to 12 hours. They lived in barracks where they would have to share a small room with several men. And the low wages they did make largely went back to company stores, where they bought their living necessities. They often lived in isolation with no temples, language schools, or other community centers. To get a ticket back home to the Philippines from their employers, they had to work 720 days over three consecutive years. On top of that, Filipinos were discriminated against because of their nationality. But despite the HSPA's best efforts to only hire people who would not rebel, in 1920, Japanese and Filipino workers demanded better conditions, including an increase in pay from 77 cents to $1.25 per day. The HSPA rejected their demands, and labor leader Pablo Manlapit, along with Japanese labor leaders, formed the higher wage movement. A strike of Japanese and Filipino laborers proceeded and lasted several months. The HSPA evicted workers from their housing, a dispute divided Japanese leaders in Manlapit, and the HSPA spread propaganda. None of the strikers' demands were met, but Filipino laborers continued to petition for better pay and the right to collective bargaining. Still, sugar plantation owners refused to acknowledge their demands. In April of 1924, Malapit called for Filipino workers to go on strike. Around 12,000 workers from plantations on Oahu, Hawaii, Maui, and Kauai went on strike. To attempt to put an end to the strikes, the HSPA recruited Ilocano laborers from the Philippines as strikebreakers, pitting Ilocanos against Visayans. And the HSPA used spies to infiltrate strike meetings and rallies. On September 8th, strikers at a camp in Hanapepe, close to the Makaweli sugar plantation, took two Ilocanos hostage. Those who had joined the strikes from that plantation were from the Visayan regions, while Ilocos had continued working. The next day, police demanded the strikers release the captured Ilocanos. They did so, but violence broke out, resulting in the death of 20 people. Strikers armed themselves with guns, knives, rocks, and clubs and went up against the police. Governor Farrington sent in machine gun squads and rifle companies from the National Guard. 101 strikers were arrested, 76 went to trial, and 60 were given four-year jail sentences. Monlapit was sentenced to 10 years imprisonment. Years later, a Filipino woman said that witnesses had been promised money and a ticket to the Philippines to testify against Monlapit. 
The strike continued for three more months. The HSPA continued to exploit workers, though laborers did make some gains in working conditions. And other successful strikes were waged by plantation workers into the mid-1900s. Sugar plantations have since declined in Hawaii, as corporations looked to other countries where they could pay workers low wages. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you haven't gotten your fill of history after listening to today's episode, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. We'll be back with more history tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.